Welcome everyone to this week's episode of Grapplecast. It's me, your host, Taryn, and today I'm joined alongside Dan and Joe. Hello. What a boost. How are we? Hello, yes. Acknowledge me, Joe. Acknowledge me. How are are we doing? Yeah, good. It's very soggy down here in South Wales, but uh, and the trains uh, all over a hissy fit and having all sorts going on. If if was it Aslef or the Trainlef or the Elflef or whatever they call, they're having having a strike. Uh, but apart, well, you don't have to worry about that. You work from home, but uh, that's yeah. Cool. Although the weather is terrible here as well. It's been torrential raining all afternoon. The wives had to go out in the car with the son because um, they're going to some sort of Christmas party for all the kids. Oh. Uh, yes, and she was moaning about the terrible, terrible weather. And I'm like, well, at least you're in the car. At least you're in the car. But honestly, I haven't seen rain like this for a while. There's going to be some floods. Hopefully, it won't sort from here. You should stay in, watch Deal or No Deal, and wait for it all to blow over. Yes, yes, I should. I, I have been watching the new series of Deal or No Deal. I am a few episodes behind, so no spoilers. But I, I record it because the amount of waffle and talk during it all, I just skip through it all and just wait. Well, I'm to watching it right now, boxes. and it looks like, obviously the viewers can't see my feed, but it looks like Jamie's on it. <laughs> well, speaking of Jamie, he isn't here today. Um he did say why something to do with work. No doubt I wasn't listening. Um, but yes, apparently so something to do with work. But have we have we all been enjoying the, the wrestling this week? Did we watch Raw? Did we watch NXT? Yeah, we watched NXT last night. Um we watched Raw the night beforehand. Um, you know, us Tara and we'll watch everything to be fair. We even um asked them to put on well, luckily they had the, the women's football, I think it was England versus Netherlands, ITV four on on Friday night and then obviously um AEW Dynamite's on on a Friday night and it was on straight after so we didn't even have to ask them to change the channel it was just on but I don't know what's going on with AEW at the moment where they've got this like bingo grid of zeros and threes and somebody's got to get to six and there's a blue league and a and a red league and Daniel Bryan's Judge Judy and every and yeah and everybody and Christian Cage is insulting people's mums and dads I don't know what's going on with it these days terrible I did see there was a um, a bit of a botch as well on Dynamite last week, it will have been. So not last, oh, I don't think it was last night's episode, unless it was. And I, I did see the clip this morning. I either saw the clip this morning or yesterday morning. It's been a long day. I can't remember. So I can't <laughs> tell you if it was last night or last week's episode. But um, I think Christian referred to Killswitch, as he's called now, as Luchasaurus again. And then quickly, yeah. was that last week or this week? I think it was this week. Oh, yeah, he called, um, I can't remember who he was cutting a promo on, but he, he went, oh, yeah, Luchasaurus, oh, kill switch, kill switch. And then all the crowd obviously <laughs> just shit on him for it. It was great. Probably did it on purpose. No what, you mean the 72 people that they've got in their crowd? Well, no no comment, comment on that. Jamie would not be happy. One of my favourite things is to look on Twitter and every week somebody's taken a picture of the arena and how many empty seats there are. And there's that running meme of like how big their hard cam setup is because they've had to black out all the chairs. And if you look at All In um, coming up in August of next year, they've actually, have you seen how they've done the stadium? They've got the entire east side of Wembley and that's going to be like a big entrance. So they can, so it looks less empty than it did last year. Yeah, it's, it, it's interesting, isn't it? Um, the new setup. I mean, I was speaking to a friend about this the other day, friend of the show, Ryan, who joined us to All In. Um, I don't think he'll be attending this time around, as, as, and as it stands, neither shall I, um, just because of wives and birthdays and all that business. I think <laughs> I've alluded to it before. Are you guys going? I don't know. I was I was half tempted to see if I could get tickets for Bash at Berlin, because I think they're on the same weekend, aren't they? Um, I'm not sure stuff my head, but, but it then again, that's it. going over to Berlin. And now I'm thinking, you know what? Why don't I stay in? I can watch Bashir Berlin. I can watch All In as well. Um, watch it all from the comfort of my own home. And it's bank holiday weekend. Everyone usually goes out and goes to We loved it last year. I mean, for convenience, Clash at the Castle was so much better than All In of because it was, it was literally what ten minutes on a I train. Mean, you guys were home in ten minutes, like yeah. So it was easy. But then with Wembley, it took us. You know, a good hour, hour and a half to get back to. Well, think about us. Oh, I know. Good and then it took you guys four or five hours to get back at home. And yeah, yeah and then we've got to go back the next day. I mean, I love London, but, you know, you can't check into your hotel till three. And then they did the early kickoff at half or five. 
So we're rushing to get over there. It just, it was a bit of a pain. I, knowing me, two weeks before, and I'll go, yeah, I'm going. But at, the, at this present point, no, we haven't bought tickets. Um, I've been enjoying the indies, to be honest. So I, I was weighing up, you know, like you do when you look at things you've done throughout the year. And I've been yeah. to loads of indie shows this year, you know, um, been to, you name it, I've been to it. Impact, AEW, uh, Progress, um, what's it, Exposure, New Wave Wrestling. You know, I'm enjoying those ones. They're a lot cheaper. Rev Pro as well. Yeah, I forgot about Rev Pro. You know, we've been to so many indie shows and you're thinking, well, they're so much more convenient. You know, and you're supporting local talent buying T-shirts, the T-shirts, and it's going straight in their pockets. So I much prefer going to those sort of shows, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. Well, we were talking, me round about it, and I was saying it's not important for... um, AW to try and break any records this time round. So I think that's the reason. I mean, obviously, the reason they had the entrance stage and as they had it last year was for that reason to try and cram as many people in as possible, come through the player tunnel, that type of thing worked out. And, and to be fair, it was a great setup. But I think this time it's going to look a bit more of a spectacle with if they're going to have a big set at that one end of the stadium and then they can just fill the rest. It'll still look packed. Um, if anything, they'll probably it'll look more packed in the sense that, you know, more seats will be sold because there'll be less available. Um, so the spectacle will still be there, but they don't have to worry about hitting whatever it was, 75, 80, 85,000, because they've in theory done that now. So they don't need to break another record. They hold the record. So I, I think it works okay for them doing that, doing that new setup. Jamie will be there. I know he will be there. So he, he may just have to represent us all. He has got his tickets. He'll be there. I mean, we should have bought the CM Punk t-shirt while we were there. We saw his last ever match in AEW. We did, yeah. Well, as it stands so far, his last ever match, he hasn't had another match yet. In fact, Not he, was yet. Mi- he was missing in action on Raw on Monday. He wasn't even there. I believe wow. he's on SmackDown this week for the Tribute to the Troops episode. That's it. And they're, apparently Adam Pearce said on Raw that he's going to look to sign him to an official contract. I don't know where the. I think they're going to go with Seth versus Drew at the Royal Rumble. Uh, that seems to be what they're doing with the storyline at the moment. Mm. Um, and there's rumours that CM Punk's going to be Seth Rollins' opponent for, for Mania. But we've all got Cody Rhodes penciled in to win consecutive Rumbles. But you never know. Might be in CM Punk's contract. He's always. See, saying, I, I don't. I don't. You say we all do. I don't. No. No. I mean, slight. Plans could change, and of course we've got the Rumble coming up as the next premium live event, but That's not it. till middle to end of January. Um, so my idea can yet change, but but I think I'm in agreement with you that it sounds as if the world title match at Rumble will be Rollins-McIntyre again. I think they're holding off for CM Punk to face Rollins for the world title at Mania. I think yeah. that will be the Mania match. And I think CM Punk will win the Rumble because of it. Yeah. A bit predictable, but so far. Because I think Cody will it'll be in the final four with Punk and two others. I don't think the final two will be Cody and Punk because I don't think it does great things for Cody if Punk eliminates him. I think if somebody else in the match eliminates Cody and then they're also part of the number one contenders elimination chamber match with Cody and he can get the pin on them in the chamber to then face Roman at Mania. So he'll still fight for the Universal title, but he'll get his shot at it by winning the Elimination. Almost like having not the Rumble. Solo Sokoa in the Rumble and he's like a roadblock and they eliminate each other sort of thing. Yeah, that type of thing. So let, let's say, for example, Solo eliminates him, but then, or, or anyone, yeah, but as an example, Solo's in the Rumble. It's the final three or final four. I, I don't know. Let's just say for argument's sake, Cody Solo... Sami Zayn and CM Punk. The final two will be Sami Zayn and CM Punk because Solo will eliminate um, uh, Cody, but then he'll get the pin on Solo in the Elimination Chamber match, which will be a number one contender title match. So I think that's how they're gonna do it. That will be that will be how I would do it anyway. Yeah, and, and you know CM Punk was kicking off when he left ten years ago that um, he wasn't getting the main event push. You know, he was sort of put back on the back burner and he controversially left around the Rumble sort of time. So, you know, signing him, good deal, lots of money. You could win the Rumble and you get to be one of the main events at WrestleMania. That's all along what he wanted 10 years ago. And it's, it's sort of like closure now. Yeah, 
no, absolutely, I agree. Well, we'll see what happens with that. But is there anything else exciting happening on tribute to the troops this this week? I mean, I know I brought it up because Punk's going to be on it, isn't he? And they're doing this tease, like you say, on which brand is he going to go with? I assume we're all saying Raw since Orton signed for SmackDown. Makes sense. Um, and it's the three-hour show, uh, marquee show. I, I wouldn't have been surprised if he goes, you know what, no, I'm just going to be a free agent, like a Brock Lesnar and an Omos. You know, float around, go on whatever show you want. That that works cool, but they're kind of doing like a Nick Aldis, uh, Adam Pearce, they're feuding with each other and who signs who. There is a couple of things that is happening on Tribute to the Tube. So I believe there is a couple of matches that was booked. I can't for the life of me remember. I think there's some sort of tag match. Um and there is there is like there's, there's two matches that are booked, but I, off the top of my head they're escaping me. I can't remember what they are. Um, but usually tribute from the troops, they sort of record two hours of SmackDown and then do a very quick tribute to the troops for an hour, and it just gets released on the network. So it's nice yeah. that they're actually going. No, this SmackDown is actually for tribute to the troops. Um, they they don't go overseas anymore, do they? For it? No, no. They used to go to Iraq, and then and yeah, then that's what they mean. went to like an army base in. Chicago or wherever, but no, this one's just in the normal arena. Just, I remember the ones where they always used to do it, and every you knew it was going to happen. But every year, and it and they tend to like alternate it. It was always over overseas over there, like you say. And one year Santa Claus would come out, <laughs> and it would be stone cold, and he'd stutter someone. And then the next year Santa Claus would come out, and it would be. Mick Foley and he get Mr. Sockle and someone and then the next year Santa Claus would come out and it'd be back to Stone Cold again and that's all it was all, all the time so I kind of miss it in a way because you kind of know what was coming but it was a big pop for the crowd. Yeah and it was always good like I, watching back on the original tribute to the troops where they actually were in a desert you know and they always took like Trish and Lita over there and they always had like pictures in tanks and and everybody was in good spirits so the crowd was actually really good with it to be fair um but yeah it, it's still good that they are continuing this tradition but hopefully somebody will come out as santa claus could it be mick foley could it be ali knight it yeah. could be cm punk it could be pepsi phil indeed we've got three matches announced for um for the event we've got charlotte flair Asker, and then we've got two matches in the u.s title championship tournament two oh, first round matches we've got we have dragon lee versus santos escobar Sure, we've seen that match. And Bob the Lash, Bobby Lashley versus where's he been? Carrion Cross. Well, apparently he's been filming the TV series, same as Dexter Loomis. I think they've both been on media duties. Um, plus Lo- is that where Dexter Loomis has been for the best part of? Yeah, he's filming some sort of. I think he's a fireman or something. He's been in like like some fireman TV series for the past like I think almost a year. He hasn't wrestled. He signed him. He was there for two months and then he just disappeared again. Well, that US title um, tournament, there's an NXT star uh, that they haven't announced that's going to take the eighth spot. And I've been trying to work it out. I thought it was going to be Tyler Bate. Um, I thought, oh, you know, Pete Dunn's floundering. He's splitting up from the ball in Brutes. Perfect time to bring over Tyler Bate and have him in that tournament. But now we've got um, um, Tyler Bate in the actual uh, in Survivor Challenge, which I know we're going to break down a little bit. Uh, Bron Breaker's in there as well. This makes me go, well, who's going to be that eighth person? I mean, my pick's probably going to be someone like a Carmelo Hayes, but realistically, it could be anybody. It'd be interesting to see whether they go for somebody with like a, only a little bit of experience, whether they go for somebody who's been there for years, who should have been called up, like a, say like a Tony D'Angelo, for example. Mm. We'll see. I bet we all await it with bated breath. I can't wait. Right then, so just before we move on, because I know you chaps want to talk about this weekend's upcoming NXT uh, deadline event. Did you hear the news, Joe, that the WWE have decided to stop selling DVDs and Blu-rays? They are out of the physical media market. Yeah, it's quite sad, really, but it kind of makes sense. We live in like a digital world, you know, you've got. If you live in the UK, you've got the WWE Network. I know in the US, it's Peacock. It kind of makes sense not to have it like in the physical form because the world we live in now, everyone streams everything. You know, you've got Disney Plus, you've got all of these streaming services. So I remember back in the day, though, like me and Dan used to go to the um, Blockbuster video or the local video shop and try and get like the WWF 
VHS tapes we used to get like um like the backlashes like in the house ones we tried to get like every single one that came out because we couldn't afford Skype when we were younger so the only way we could watch the pay-per-view is when they released it on VHS so actually having a physical copy of it was really nice but back a couple of years ago when the WWE Network came out I think I sold all my DVDs to um a well-known high street um DVD shop and I got a couple of quid for him so it I'm surprised they didn't do it sooner, to be honest. We well, they quite a bit. They held their value quite a lot, actually. I remember we got we sold they will like do now as well. twenty quid. But really? even good ones like the CM Punk Best in the World was on there, and every year for Christmas, I or I think it was my birthday actually, I used to get the WrestleMania, and I used to collect the WrestleManias, and they'd be wicked. They'd be in a three disc box set, and they'd have like a fan access Hall of Fame would be in there. They'd be in a really nice like book that you could open it up, and they were just lush to have. Um, but like Joe said, we used to go to Newport Market every Saturday, um, you know, you get your £10 pocket money, a fire of it would be going on buying a VHS, you know, we'd get, we'd yeah. watch the Hell in the Cells and all sorts. I think we still got them back at um, our parents' house, they're still in our room somewhere, but well, yeah, the to, DVDs we sold. you got to dig them out, some of them. Yeah. You have to do now. I mean, the WWE, their official stance on it, their statement is the home video business has long been in decline and it will yeah. no longer be a place where the company uh, dedicates time and resources. I, 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 I have an issue with it, but then I'm also part of the problem. So <laughs> I when it comes to films and TV, I do still buy. I don't buy DVDs. I haven't done for years unless it's classic TV shows that have never had a Blu-ray release um all my money as far as physical media goes on blu-rays and 4k blu-ray d4ks um, the issue is i don't or i no longer buy wrestling dvds i remember a while back they stopped doing blu-rays as well and they just went back to dvds um so i haven't bought them for years knowing full well that we've got the network so i am part of the problem in respect of i'm not purchasing those things for for wrestling anyway um my issue with it is a couple of things first of all we now have to hope that as long as we're alive the wwe network or peacock or whatever it's called in some entity carries on because if one day not that they should do but you know what streaming services are like and companies and all that type of business if one day they just decide to pull the plug overall or even just in a country like god forbid the uk we now longer not only can't necessarily watch it as the event's on but we can no longer view it afterwards on demand or even if they got rid of the on-demand side of things we can no longer purchase it in any way to watch it that's that's the issue the second issue and that's why physical media reigns king in a sense because they can they can never take it off you once you bought something and own it they can't unless you damaged it or lost it no one's taking it off you um and that's the same also when it comes to editor content the amount of things that we see now where you might watch an event or a match on the network and i know i've done it i thought that wrestler didn't have that theme when they came out. Like Maven, for example. If you go back and watch any match that Maven's in, his brilliant theme that, by the way, he hates. If you watch Maven on YouTube, if you don't already, he's fantastic. Um, that brilliant theme, they dub it over with a similar sounding theme, but it's not the theme. And it almost kind of takes some of the magic away, really, because you're waiting for that theme to kick in. Um same as well, some commentaries taken out. If there's anything in the future, especially in the world that we live in now, where more people are getting offended by more things and things like that, they start taking segments out or taking bits out. Or let's say, for example, just using purely just using Chris Benoit, as an example, if they one day decided to go back on their current policy as far as never mentioning him on current product, but he's still there on demand. If they ever decide to go against that and suddenly remove every Chris Benoit match or reference from every event, unless you own that on DVD, whatever video, you're never seeing that again in theory. We've They've already done that, though, haven't they? They've done that with well, the, yeah. Roddy Piper. Was it one of the WrestleManias where he uh, peaked at his face? That's completely gone off the net. That's, that's completely gone. Now, whether you agree with that or not, whether you find that offensive 
accessible or not unless you own that on VHS. If God forbid you've still got a VHS player or the DVD version, you ain't ever seen that again. So, so that's that's where I have an issue with it. I have an issue with what may happen in the future with the streaming service and we've got nothing to fall back on and what may happen with editor content and unless we own the product we're never going to get to see it in its original format and i suppose the other point i would make as well is we never own any of this stuff we pay a monthly subscription we pay 9.99 don't forget <laughs> the same for whatever we pay for disney plus whatever we play for netflix whatever we pay for amazon paramount plus all these things as soon as one month we can't afford it or they put the price up and we can't afford it or whatever as, as soon as we stop making that payment we no longer have access to the content that we're paying for so we never actually own that content either so when did the wwe network launch in the uk uh, mid mid uh, north, I'll tell you, 2015 that's it it was so I've never missed a payment since it launched in January 2015. That's £10 a month every month for the last, what, eight years? Yeah, but if yeah. you think about it, I never, before they brought the network out, I never missed the pay-per-view. I'd always pay, I think, what was it used to be? 19 it used to be on Sky. No, some of it would be 14 quid, but... You know, you're, exa you're exactly right, but then... After that, two, three months afterwards, you then had the option to purchase it. Whilst you had to purchase it again because you were paying for the privilege to watch the event live at the time, it's box office, it's pay-per-view, you then yeah. had the privilege of being able to physically own that event that you that you paid for. And, and I recorded it on VHS, I remember. Well, like, exactly. I recorded WrestleMania 18 on VHS. And you got a physical copy. Yeah, now so you're right. paying... £10 a month since 2015, I can't do the maths off the top of my head, but 12 times £120 a year for eight years is a lot of money. Well, if it was 10 years, it'd be 1200 wouldn't it? And that is so scary when you think about so it. So like it's almost so you take two years off, you're looking at best part of a grand. And if they pull the plug on the network tomorrow, that grand that we spend, I mean, one would argue but we've had our grand's worth because we've used it during oh, yeah. that period. But now we no longer have access to it anymore. So that thousand pounds is effectively gone. Well, I watched, scary, bump, I watched the bump. Well, I watched, watched the bump. Well, you watched the bump on YouTube, yeah. No, well, no, you I watched it on the demo. Really I want the demo. Well, there you go. Joe and I are always watching. I've just rewatched all of the tough enoughs. I'm getting my money out of that network. But I do see a point with it, Taryn. I do agree with you. I mean, the last DVD or Blu-ray that I bought was SummerSlam 92. And we actually watched it. They had a couple of dark matches. That aren't on the WWE network, um, and they like the interviews and stuff of all the fans as they were going in. You know, as we were going into All In, um, that's something that we wanted to watch. Um, kind of got us into the flow of it. Um, but yeah. say in terms of uh, what I would have liked them to have done is maybe just have the re like a WrestleMania or certain specials that they're released on DVD. But I do see where you know, home, home video are coming from. The amount of times Joe and I go through a supermarket, as the Sainsbury's, wherever, and I go, oh, look over there, Joe. They've got the Royal Rumble there. And it looks like a really nice DVD. But, you know, nobody is buying that. Nobody's picking that up. Nobody's putting that in their shopping trolley. And the amount of times I've walked past and gone, yeah, what's, what's even the point of that even being there? I can understand them going, well, we're losing money on this, so let's stop it. But, like, the odd WrestleMania, um, oh, we re-released since Sam 92. Oh, we're going to re-release um, WrestleMania 18, you know, the classics. Um, I can understand them doing stuff like that, but I think that'll be on WWE Shop and that'll be independent instead of it just going through the, the same th thing, you know, back when DVDs, like CDs, for example, aren't popular these days. Everyone streams everything. So the, the times are changing um, and then we've got to move with the times, but it would be nice to still see one or two pop up now and again, I think. Yeah, no, that that's fair enough. And I think also they've said that because they're also stopping this in America as well. This is the UK. I'm not sure if it's worldwide. I'm assuming it will be eventually. But WWE Home Video specifically under that brand releases in the United States and the United Kingdom. Survivor Series 2023 will be the last US release. Oh. And Crown Jewel 2023 will be the last UK release. So we don't even get the physical copy of Survivor Series. The last pay-per-view event of the year so if you are a collector and you buy it you're unless you 
import a US copy and hope you've got a DVD or Blu-ray player that's not region coded or region locked, you're going to have 11, or there might be more, there may have been more than one pay-per-view in a month, I can't remember. Let's say there was one a month, I can't remember off the top of my head. You're going to have 11 out of the 12 for this year. <laughs> um, strange. All to do with licensing, I suppose, and that type of thing. But yeah, quite quite sad, really. Like I said, I am part of the issue. I don't buy them. I watch the things on the network. But I do own wrestling DVDs I, uh, and some wrestling Blu-rays. I did think a while back, oh, shall I get rid of these? Shall I take them down to, as Joe said, the local shop to uh, get it off? I assume we're talking CEX or something yes, like that. I yeah. think. There we go. <laughs> um, but I've got a lot of the compilations, you know, like the three, four disc compilations, greatest ladder matches, greatest elimination chambers, greatest of attitude era, that type, that type of thing. I will say they're all in a box in the garage, so I do need to get them out. But I'm keeping hold of them now for two reasons. One, I, w- I want to watch these matches in their entirety in case anything ever happens to them. And two, they might be worth a bit of money one day. Potentially. Let's see. Right. Let's talk this weekend then. So, we have got NXT Deadline. Now, it's not going to be one I'm going to be watching live. I'm sure that comes to no surprise to you guys or any of our listeners. However, <laughs> um, I may catch it on Sunday morning. I may get a coffee and get up early and watch it. But we do have a card to have a look at and break down. As always, with the NXT events, these aren't part of our pay-per-view prediction leagues. That's already done and dusted for this year. We know who the winner is. We know who the real winner should have been as well. Um, So we are just going to have a look at it. And specifically for you two, for Dan and Joe, you guys are going to break down the card. You know much more about the wonderful world of NXT than I do. So (laughs) let's have a look at it then. (laughs) And... As we always do with NXT events, we always have a bit of a laugh, especially at mine and Jamie's expense for some of the newer talent that we're not aware of. And with that comes always some form of mispronunciation on a name. And we're going to start that straight away, we are, with what appears to be the pre-show match. Nathan Frazier, or Fraser, should I say, not Frazier, Fraser. Either one. Versus, here we go. So I know I know it's 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 his original name was A Kid. Yeah. But yeah. he's now known as Go on. A- A- Axiom. Axiom. Yeah. Axiom. Yeah. Axiom, there we go. Axiom. So Joe, tell us about Nathan Fraser and Axiom. <clears throat> um so um Axiom's got this new gimmick where he's like faster and lights and he's like really quick and he's wearing a mask all the time and Nathan, Nathan Frost has taken a, a bit of a beating as of late um, he basically um, on the last couple of weeks of NXT he said to um, Ilya Dragunov that he liked Baron Corbin better than he did and then um, on NXT he basically was like getting over the beating he had from Ilya Dragunov and then Axiom said oh you should have you should have said that about him. And basically Nathan Fraser went back off. Or how about instead of you backing off, we just have a match or fight each other. That's basically the build up for this match to do is just like a well, little bit of an altercation and then they just decide to fight each other. Nathan Fraser's all about these hard hitting home truths. He's like the Jim Oliver of NXT. And he has a little segment where he tells people what they should be doing. And he was back, yeah, like you said, Joe, he's backstage saying, Oh, I prefer Corbin's life than Leah Dragonoff's life. He's a loser who's got no family with him. Um, so they went to have a match on this week on NXT. It got interrupted by the Women's IS Survivor Challenges having a brawl in the middle of the ring. So yes, it got called do. off. So they're, they're running it back. These two um, both are ready to be called up to the main roster. Nathan Frazier's trained by Seth Rollins. You know, he's going to be going on and doing... He needs a lot of microphone work, promo work. But in ring-wise, he's amazing. And A-Kid, he had a match on SmackDown, um, Axiom, last week or the week beforehand, an absolute stole the show. I could see him being on the main roster when it comes to the next draft picks. So for an opening match, set everything up. This is just what you want, really. I'll get everybody like hyped and ready. It doesn't really matter who wins. I think like probably a Nathan Frazier winning would make more sense. Um, but either one winning, it gets the crowd going. I'm looking forward to it. Um, but if you did skip to the main show, at least, you know, the crowd would all be hyped. I was going to say, it has, been, it has been relegated to the pre-show. Yeah. 
Not much build, so I can understand that. Fair enough. Okay, then. No particular order. Carmelo Hayes and Lexus King. I assume that's Brian Pillman Jr.? That is it, yeah. There we go. Give us a breakdown of this one, Dan. Um, So, basically, uh, Trick Williams, who hangs around with Carmelo Hayes, was attacked backstage, and we still don't know who did it. People are saying, oh, was it Lexus King? Was it Carmelo Hayes? Is it somebody else? Um, There's going to be footage revealed shortly to say who actually it was. Um, But Lexus King basically is playing the rock star. I'm going to stand on people. You're a stepping stone. I hope this is the opening match. And I think this match has the opportunity to be one of the best singles matches of the night. Um, Lexus King, obviously we know him as Brian Pillman Jr., Varsity Blondes from um, AEW. Um, He's got big shoes to fill. Um, But ultimately, Carmelo Hayes should have been called up a year ago. The guy's amazing. I thought he was going to be in Hurt Business 2.0. I think we're going to get Lexus King getting a win. Um, I don't think he has been defeated yet. He's still on the build. um, And they're playing more towards Trick Williams versus Carmelo Hayes um, further down the line, maybe WrestleMania weekend, if not beforehand. Um, There's there's something going on, a lot of storyline in this one. But ultimately, I think the rookie's going to pick up the win on this one. Fair enough. Okay. We've got a steel cage match in Ah. NXT. Roxanne Perez and Kiana James. That's yeah. the one, yeah. Oh, I'm smashing it today. The I boss lady. NXT. I watch it. The boss lady versus the prodigy. Joe, tell us about it. Yeah, so um, Roxanne uh, Perez, as Ro- or Roxy as she was still on the Indies, has been having this like really good feud with um, Kiana James. So Kiana James is like character is she's like um she's like this business tycoon and she keeps trying to like buy people uh buy people off and she's like really stuck up as snooty and she carries like um, a little handbag and in the handbag is like a is a brick i believe it is inside the handbag so she's a heel and she tries to use the the handbag as like a weapon so she's basically this Kiana james is like cost a loads of um rocks and prayers cost a loads of matches in the past so basically Roxanne Perez has gone, right, I've had enough now. So last week at the performance centre, she jumped her in like the training, like the training session. And now um, they keep just jumping each other backstage. So basically Shawn Michaels has gone, right, enough's enough. You can't keep jumping each other. So we're going to start this in a steel cage well, match. It wasn't Shawn Michaels, it was Ava, the rock star. Ava. She was the one. She said, oh, I've had enough of you two pulling backstage. So she went to Shawn Michaels and she went, yeah, they're having a steel cage match. Um, steel cage matches in NXT usually have really good acclaim like they're usually really like amazing spectacles um, these two um, they're sort of like yeah one's like a major heel Roxanne's being a bit stuck up I'm a prodigy I'm the next big thing this could be a stepping stone for one of the women um, I think with Roxy she's due to be called up shortly uh, same with the Kiana James absolutely amazing she is um, so I think it is going to showcase the women ultimately you know convince us we're one of them going to get in the rumble um we've seen roxy in the rumble before because a good you know a good match from oh, Jana Ro- james getting her in the rumble daughter's bound to be in the rumble this time and how's she been getting on what eva rain yeah um okay she had like one or two matches she had a singles match against ivy nile um i think she still is having a lot of training but she's been used more as like a manager or a backstage correspondent yeah, at the moment she was in a group, uh, the Schism. So it was um, the Grizzled Young Veterans, James Drake, and the other one. They were in, they were in the Schism. Zach Gibson. Zach Gibson, but they had weird names. What were they called in the Schism? Rick Fowler and Bobby Robson or something. I don't know. Yeah, basically they had this terrible gimmick where they were like part of a cult, and basically they said, "This is crap. Can we leave?" And now obviously they've left now, and then. So the schism is no more. Their leader, the Joe Joe Gacy, the um, the cop guy, the guy, the woke guy, he's gone. He's gone like even more down the crazy rabbit hole. And as Dad said, Ava Rain is like, you haven't seen her for months. And literally last week on NXT, she's just decided she's like Shawn Michaels' helper, and she like helps book matches. I don't know who made this decision, but apparently she is now. Is this? Under underline perhaps could it end up being one of the matches of the night in this cage match? I think those Iron Survivor challenges are going to blow away the show. The show is all about those two matches. 
I think this will be something that puts them on the map. Um, we'll look back at it and go, yeah, this is where people started noticing how good both of them were. Um, the whole card, to be fair, any one of these matches can steal the show. I think it is all about those iron survivors. But but it could elevate Kiana James. People could look at this and go, yeah, this girl, she she's good to be on Raw, good to be on yeah. SmackDown. You know, she was part of the breakout tournament two years ago. Um, you know, they, some people stay in NXT two, three months like a Dragon Lee. Some of them stay in NXT four, five years like a Johnny Gargano. I think with a Kiana James, it's about time. This is star at a moment, puts her on the map, and then eventually we see her being called up because of it. Okay. Well, we have the singles match for the NXT North American Championship, Dan. Dirty Dominic Mysterio uh, with Rhea Ripley in the corner and versus Dragon Lee with Rey Mysterio in the corner. Shenanigans. Mm. Well, originally it was supposed to be his brother, um, Wesley, but Wesley... Um, injured, isn't he? Yeah, apparently he's hurt his back. Really good promo on this week's NXT. Um, and he's going to be out for 8 to 12 months and he's ha- he has to have back surgery. Um, he, he was really upset um, during his promo, you know, tears streamed through his eyes. You know, if it was acting, very good acting. Um, but it looks like he's legit hurt. But yeah, Dragon Lee, um, although he's just been called up to SmackDown, um, he's been moved back down. We know that Dominic Mysterio and Dragon Lee are going to have an absolute barn burner. Rey Mysterio has been involved as well. But if any title is going to change hands on this show, I could see that North American title potentially going over to Dragon Lee. You agreeing with that, Monjo? Yeah, I, 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 I think the same as you implied at the start. I think there's there's going to be heavy interference from either Rhea or Ray, or Rhea's going to get involved, and then Ray's going to get involved, and one's going to distract the other. And I think Dragon is probably just going to like win by like a cheeky roll up because everyone's going to be distracted by what's going on out on the outside of the ring. Mm. Okay, fair enough. Right. Ilya Druganov versus what's going on here, Joe? Baron Corbin for the NXT Championship. Yeah, so basically Baron Corbin's like gone back down to NXT, so it's basically like a reset for him. So um, he's been doing this thing where he like burnt all of his old gimmicks. So he burnt the Lone Wolf gimmick. He burnt like Happy Corbin. He burnt like all of the like you know, the Bum Corbin, all of the like the stuff that hasn't worked. He's like right. I'm a new person now. I don't care who, whether you like me or whether you don't like me. He's kind of like gone back to like how he was at the start when he first started NXT, where it's like, I'm a badass. I don't care if you like me or not. I'm just here to win matches, beat people up. And he's basically like been goading um, Ilya Dragunov and he's been like showing his like million dollar mansion and like all of his like, he collects like Rolex watches. He's been showing all of his watches and like, all of his like cars, like his Maseratis and his Porsche. He's like, look at all the life I live. He's like, I go, I go home. I kiss my wife every night. Um, good night. I kiss my daughter good night. He's like, you, you've come to America on your own, and you can't even kiss your wife good night because he's back in Germany. Like, and, like stuff like that. Like really personal things towards Ilya Dragunov. So this one's got really personal really quickly. I think. Do we think that Dragunov is surely going to retain on this one? I, I would have thought so, yeah, but I I think because of obviously like all of the personal stuff that's been going on, I definitely think Ilya is going to be like next. He was he's already vicious anyway. Like all of Ilya's stuff does look legit anyway, but I think he'll put even more into it because you know talk, Corbyn's talking like crap about his family, so I, I think it's going to be even more intense, definitely. Dan, will there be a title change? I don't think there will, but I really, really want there to be one. I want Ilya Dragunov to be called up. He can join uh, Imperium. Um, you know, he'd be in the Rumble. I think with Baron Corbin, he kind of needs that title. Um, and looking at the Iron Survivor Challenge, um, also we've got the Breakout Tournament coming up. We've got two title contender tournaments um, and matches that are coming up. Um, ultimately, it'd be great to have a heel. And then we have like two faces chasing for that title. Um, you know, it's a good upward climb. In the scent. And Baron Corbin, you know, he, he missed out on getting the NXT title on his first run, and now he's come back down. I think it sort of validates it, and I think he'd be a cool heel. You know, you look at that Iron Survivor Challenge, you've got people like a Josh Briggs uh, in there, um, you know, some really cool, like, faces in there, even like a Tyler Bate facing, like, a Baron Corbin. They would be actually great matches. But then if you say the other way around, then you're dragging off, 
and he's facing any of these guys in the Iron Survivor Challenge or in, in the breakout tournaments. So I'm like, I don't care. Like, yeah, he is a good wrestler. Like, I was just playing a match on 2K23, and I was facing Ilya Dragunov, and I was just looking in his move sets and everything. I'm just like, oh, I'm bored of this. Let's move on to the next bit. Um, ultimately, I think he is main roster ready. I could see him in an Imperium. I mean, Imperium need a new member because they've been having a little bit of a riff lately, and that could strengthen them a lot more. Um, he is good enough, um, whether it's in the Rumble or being on SmackDown. But yeah, I'd love to see a title change. I think the fans wouldn't be expecting it. And I think it's just what they need to do to freshen up that world title scene in NXT. Okay, right. Well, speaking of the titles or both the titles on NXT, the women's and the men's, we do have two Iron Survivor Challenge matches to determine the number one contenderships for both. We'll start with the women's. Tiffany Stratton, Lash Legend, Blair Davenport, Fallon Henley, and is it Kalani Jordan? That's it. Oh, I'm too good. Go Lash for me. it. Dan, tell us about it. Well, before we predict and say what we think, do you know the rules of the Iron Survivor Challenge? Right. Um, no, I remember this is the second year they've done it, though, isn't it? They definitely yeah. did it last year. And that was deadline as well, wasn't it? That was the first deadline event. And yeah. I think, not just storyline, but I think in real life, it's Shawn Michaels' idea. He's the one that came up with the whole rules and regulations, whatever, for the match. I know there's some form of time aspect to it, yeah. I believe. Is there also some sort of, like, cage aspect to it, in a yeah. sense of, like, in war games? And the, and what's the TNA one called? Where they lock them in a cage, I can't think. King, 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 or King of the Mountain, um, those types of cage types of things where someone gets released. Is it also a bit of a not championship scramble, but a mix of that type of yeah. thing as well? So I, I know I know there's a mix of different things, but for me and for anyone else out there who's going to watch it for the first time, tell us the rules. So it starts as a, there's five people, but it starts on a one on one match, and every five minutes another competitor enters. Um, it's not like a war games match where you have to wait for everybody to get in the match before pinfalls or submissions can happen. They, they literally can start the minute there's two people in the ring. The minute you pin somebody, submit them, dis- you get disqualified, anything like that, you have to go in one of those shark cages for two minutes. So say there's like three pinfalls all at once, three people could be in that cage at once. Um, so people have like brawled in there beforehand. Um, it's quite you know anarchy. Um, how it happened last time, Grayson Waller was like the last entrance. Everybody was like lying down. He basically ran down from the back, jumped in the ring, hit one of his cutters, pinned the one guy, then pinned the other guy. And he literally had two falls within the space of five seconds. Of being I might ring. have to go back and watch this on the network whilst it's still there, since there'll be no DVD. Definitely worth it. So, you know, a pinfall could happen within, with the first two people. It, the first pinfall could happen when there's five people in there. But if you've been pinned, you're in that cell then for two minutes. Uh, the minute that it hits, I think it's like 25 or 30 minutes, that clacks and goes. Whoever's got the most pinfalls or submissions is the Iron Survivor, and they've won. So we may only see one pinfall in the entire match. We may see everybody has two, but then in the last couple of seconds, one person gets three. I could see it going that everybody is on one pinfall and they have to do sudden death. They haven't done something like that yet. Uh, there's loads of different things. It's quite a new concept. So there's loads of firsts that they can do. Grayson Waller snuck in uh, the last time. Um, and the one before, and I think it was Roxanne Perez, she like, she started first and lasted the entire field. So where there's somebody in position two or three comes in and wins, I think there's different strategies um, for different people. But in terms of um, who could win it, that one's quite a difficult one with the women because there's like new people like um, Kalani Jordan, who's only been in nxt for a good couple months but um she was in the, she was in the finals of the breakout tournament but then you've got other people like fallon henley who've been around for a couple of years really is having a breakout moment my prediction would be blair davenport uh b Priestley from aew um i think she's got the pedigree the tenure she's another one that easily could get called up within the next few months being a rumble she's my pick but anyone like a fallon henley even a lash legend they could surprise it we got um, Aoife valkyrie or Lyra Valkyria, she's known now as the champion. So we've got a face champion. Realistically, we'd be looking at heel challenger. So someone like a Lash Legend or a Bree Dav- um, Blair Davenport would be probably the logical winners for that match, I think. OK. You in agreement on that one, Joe? Do you have any other thoughts around it? Mm, I would say maybe Tiffany Stratton, because I think, yeah, she's been 
Um, she's been um, NXT Women's Champion before, but she's such like an athlete. And basically, um, Charlotte Flair basically loves her. So I can see somebody like Tiffany Stratton doing really well in this match as well. Tiff, Tiff. And of course, there is the men's Iron Survivor Challenge. We've got Tyler Bate, Bron Breaker, Josh Briggs, Trick Williams and Dijak. Yeah. Give us your thoughts on this one then. We'll start with you, Joe. I think this probably went for like Braun Breaker. Like he should be he he should he's beaten Alexi Champion before, um, but obviously he's been on heel run now. So I can see him doing well. I just think in as Dan said, it depends on like the men's match, who wins it, whether it's like Ilya to retain and it's a heel, or whether it's um, or whether it's Brown Corbett to win and then it would be a face. Um, I could see Dijak doing quite well in this because he's been in NXT for such a long time and obviously he got called up for like a really brief spell when he was like, um, when he was in Retribution. What was his name? T-Bar, wasn't it? T-Bar, Retribution. Yeah, T-Bar. And then he didn't do very well and now he's been, then he went back down to NXT so he kind of, I kind of feel a bit sorry for him so I feel like he, he I think out of everybody in that match, I think he needs it the most. So I hope he does really well out of there. Well, uh, the person I think who needs it the most, someone like Josh Briggs. He's part of Briggs and Jensen. They were NXT UK Tag Team Champions. Um, Fallon Henley, who's their manager, is in the women's one. I would quite like to see Josh Briggs get this one. He's JBL sort of like endorsed him and said he's a big man, big man cowboy. He sees him as like the next JBL. Um, could you know? Could it be the split, split up of Briggs and Jensen? You know, um, Jensen gets a little bit jealous because his tag team partners won that tournament. You know, he's he's starting an ascent. Um, you look at like a Dijak, he doesn't really need it. Um, you know, he's already been at the mountain top. I know you predicted Bron Breaker as a winner, but again, Bron Breaker is somebody who should have been called up ages ago. He's a former two, three time NXT champion. He doesn't need another title shot. He's already been there. He's done that. Let's move it along a little bit. Um, so there's a couple of people in there. Um, that could do quite well. Tyler Bate would be amazing, but I think we've seen everything that we need to see from a Tyler Bate. I think Josh Briggs would be my dark horse pick on this one. Okay, well, that is NXT deadline then. And I will, I tell you what, I will. Was there a women's one last year as well? I am so yeah. yeah. Okay, I'll try and watch both, but I'll, de- I'll definitely watch the men's. And then based on how much I enjoyed that, I'll decide whether or not I watch the event on Sunday morning. But I'll at least try and catch the Iron Survivor Challenge matches because they do sound interesting. I remember that. I haven't been back to watch it since, but I remember the men's win from last year. I know obviously I've spoiled a couple of little bits for it, but it was really good. You know, like JD McDonough in there, Axiom was in there. Um, some really good, talented people in there. And that's what really made Grayson Waller like stand out. And I'm glad if, he's been called up. If yeah, I remember so. from last year, the women's win. So we started really well, didn't you? Yeah, that's kind of what put her on the map. Um, so it's definitely worthwhile going back and watching. It's great. I mean, I love those sort of scramble matches. It, it adds a bit of excitement to it. Um, and there's little bits that could happen, almost like a rumble where you have a couple of minutes here, a couple of minutes there. Everybody gets their shine. So I definitely recommend the men's. But I think this deadline show, it is going to be something good to watch. You know, people sleep on NXT sometimes, but we haven't really got many other shows. We've got World's End coming up at the end of the year. Um, we've got, um, the, what was it, Royal Rumble for WWE in January so it gives us something to talk about gives us something to watch uh, exciting time to be a wrestling fan so I definitely take to tune in on it good stuff right Dan or Joe even there we go Joe do you have a quiz for me and Dan oh yes I do it is a uh, Christmas wrestling quiz wow oh. fantastic right let me get my pen paper together get his google get me, let me get me google together we'll have a quick look at the leaderboard as we always do i mean dan running away with it with 13 jamie on 11 so he uh can't get a point today i'm on six joe on two so we're just playing for shits and giggles today joe that's what we're, uh, <laughs> we're doing joe um so i'll try and take a point off dan if possible but if so it, or if not, he just gets an extra point again, and uh, it's far, far too much. I think I think you may have already won for the year, Dan. How many weeks are left of the year, especially since um, we may not be doing one at Christmas? Well, we'll see. I think we've got a couple left, but I'm, I'm going for my record. My record last year was 16 wins in the year, so I'm trying to see if I can break that. 
there we go. We'll, we'll see. Right, when you're ready then, Joe. Yeah, sure, no problem at all. So question number one. What was the Christmas movie starring Bill Goldberg? Do you know what? I only know this because today I wrote a Christmas movie quiz in work I did. And um, this when I was doing my research, this was on there. I've never seen it. I've never mm-hmm. seen it. Lies, uh, what's your favourite? you got it on DVD. <laughs> <laughs> OK, uh, question number two. Whilst wrestling for Jerry Lawler, what was Kane's festive gimmick? Kane's festive gimmick? Yeah, so when Kane wrestled for Jerry Lawler, he had a festive gimmick. What was it called? I have no idea. I'll have to guess. Okay. Um, question number three. In 1995, WWF debuted an evil Father Christmas. What was his name? What year? 1995. In 1995, yeah, WWF debuted an evil Father Christmas. What was his name? Christ, okay, no idea. I'll just have to, um, (laughs) I'll just have to try and like work it out. Who, who at the time would have been a heel, maybe Masters? I mean, let's put it this way: we, we know it's not tribute to the troops, so we know it's not Mick Foley. We know it's not Stone Cold. (laughs) I, I, I give you a clue. It's it's Christmas theme. It obviously is Christmas theme, so that's a big clue. Cool. Uh, question number four. In 2001, Tori thinks Stacey Keebler in what kind of Christmas gimmick match? Oh, God, I don't know. 2001, Tori versus Stacey Keebler. What kind of match? Was Dan, it? I think you're going for another win this week I think Mate, I'm I'm struggling I think it's going to be we might have like one point versus one point here <laughs> it's a Christmas Eve gimmick match so there's only something Christmas Eve gimmick match you could have, I don't so. know Joe I've got a good imagination I can <laughs> think of many many different matches it could be okay um question number five Dolph Ziggler thinks Fandango in a Christmas present on a pole match but what year was it <sighs> Christmas present on a pole match. Judy Bagwell on a forklift match. (laughs) It sounds like it was booked by Vince Russo, doesn't it? Yeah. Question number six. What Christmas movie did Paige and the Miz star in? What Christmas movie did Paige and the Miz star in? Fighting with my family. At Christmas, yeah. (laughs) Paige and the Miz. Okay. Um, I, I, yeah, okay. Okay, uh, question number seven. Which WWE superstar played Buddy the Elf on an online WWE exclusive? So they all did like Christmas parodies of like Christmas movie. But what WWE superstar parodied Elf? I think what year? I, yeah, I think I remember this. What year was it? I did put the year down, but it's a current WWE superstar. I'll give you that. I think, not that I should be giving Dan any clues because I want the points, but if I'm right, Dan, I think it's somebody who would be the last person to play an elf. Let's put it that way. Ah, okay. (laughs) Does that sound about right, Joe? What I just said? Yeah, okay, fair enough. I don't want to give you too much. No, no, I, I probably, I hope I haven't given him the answer, but in the spirit of Christmas, in the spirit of fairness. Thank, thank you, Taran. <laughs> okay, uh, question number eight. Kurt Angle put Santa in an ankle lock at which WWE pay-per-view? At a pay-per-view? Yeah, so okay. Kurt Angle put Santa in an ankle lock at a pay-per-view. Which one? It's got to be Kane. It's got to be that. Okay. Question number nine. What was the Christmas song sung by Gillian Hall? So yeah. she released a, she released a Christmas song. It went into the charts and everything. What was the Christmas song called? Oh Jesus! Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. 
I'll give you a clue. It, it has it has Gillian in it, so it has something Gillian. I'll give you a clue. Something Gillian. Okay, well I'll yeah. just go with a bit of wordplay. Okay. Cool. In 2011, WWE had mistletoe on a pole match with WWE Divas. There was nine WWE Divas yes. in the match. Can you name all nine? No. And for a point, and for an extra point, who was the winner? What year? 2011 Divas. Oh. Give me a point for each, and an extra point if you could tell me who won. Um, and uh, sorry, and how many altogether? There's nine divas in the battle royal, and I get an extra point if you could tell me who won it. No. I mean, I'm, I'd, yeah, no idea. Are you, are you getting are you getting anything with this, Dan? I'm writing some I'm, names down. I'm just writing divas that I think were around in 2011. Yeah, as am I. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six. I've got seven divas so far. But I, again, I don't know if they're around in that time, but I'm assuming they, they must have been. It's got to um, be Kane. It's, it's got to be Kane. That's slightly. One, two, three, four, five. Right, I've written nine divas, but... I don't even know if half of them were around then or or what, but yeah. I'll give cool. you a clue. There's like two, like two or three are pretty obvious. Yeah. There's two or three pretty obvious, but then the other ones, I wouldn't expect you to get. They're like like really obscure. If you get them, like fair play to you. I think I'm gonna have got one, two, three, four, five. Give me one more minute. Let me think of another one. One more minute. Well, not the perhaps not a minute. It's certainly um, say three minutes. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of divas that were there back then. Same. Oh, um, what was? Yeah, okay. There's another one. Right, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six. I'll have seven because I'll go with. Oh no, <laughs> eight. No, I can't think of what she's called. Oh, okay. There we go. Right. I think I've got seven or eight. No, I've got eight, but I can't think of another one. That's okay. Do you want me to go through the answers? Let's do it. Question number one. What was the Christmas movie starring Bill Goldberg, Dan? Longest Yard. Karen? I think it's called Santa's Sleigh. Correct. Santa's Sleigh. <laughs> Longest Yard. Uh, question number two. What, whilst wrestling for Jerry Lawler, what was Kane's festive gimmick? Karen? I, I I just put Christmas cane, but Christmas spelled with a K like Kane. I have no idea. You're very close, but I'll, I'll oh. see what Dan says. Uh, I put Blue Santa. I didn't have a clue. It was Chris, the Christmas creature. Oh, Blue Santa. Because <laughs> there's the blue cane in there. Blue cane's on the Indies, so put Blue <laughs> Santa. Uh, question number three. In 1995, WWF debuted an evil Father Christmas. What was his name, Dan? Jack Frost. <laughs> Darren. Was he not called something like Xanta Claus? Correct. Xanta Claus with an X. Speaking of Coliseum Hill video, I have it. I've got to hope that I'm going to get nine out of nine in these divas now. So I, I'm <laughs> three. I'm I'm zero and three at the I, I I don't I don't know anymore. <laughs> uh, question number four In 2001, Tori thinks Stacey Keebler in what kind of Christmas gimmick match, Taron? Well, I, I, if it's not a bra and panties match Which is what I've not put Like some sort of Christmas one Some sort of candy cane match So I'll put something to do with a candy cane I don't know Dan? Trick or street fight? That's Halloween. This year, normally Miracle or State Force Street Fight, but no, it's an eggnog match. Oh, so you know, like they did the mud wrestling ones. It was an similar thing. Match. It was like a swimming was, pool full of eggnog. Yeah. I was thinking as well about what could they be swimming in, and that didn't even cross my mind. Yeah, eggnog. Fair <laughs> <enough>. <laughs> I know, terrible. Question number five: 
Dolph Ziggler thinks Fandango in a Christmas present on a pole match, but what year, Dan? 2013. Aaron? 2015. That is correct, 2013. Oh, wow, got a point. Hey, yeah. there we go. Uh, question number six. What Christmas movie did Page and the Miz star in, Darren? No idea. Let me just put a guess. Um, Snowballs. Dan? Die Hard 6. So, sad, Santa's Little Helper. Oh, yeah, of course it is. Yeah. Yeah. Taron's got that in his DVD collection. <laughs> Question 7. Which WWE superstar played Buddy the Elf in an WWE online exclusive? Dan? R-Truth. Taron? Braun Strowman. Correct. Braun Strowman, yeah. I, I would have played r <laughs> Um... Question he's a current WWE superstar. He's on the shelf. He's he's still technically a WWE superstar. He was in India the other day. I read an interview with him today, actually, that says he's had all his neck surgery. He started lifting weights. He lost thirty-five pounds or something. Oh. So he's building a bit of muscle. He would hope to be part of the Rumble, but he doesn't think so. So it's probably going to be more like me. I would say probably a Raw after Mania type oh. thing. I would say. Choo choo. Okay. Question number eight. Kurt Angle puts Santa in an ankle lock. Which WWE pay-per-view? Dan? Armageddon. Taron? I said the same. It's the only December pay-per-view that I can think of. Correct. Armageddon. It was 2004. Question nine. What was the Christmas song sung by Gillian Hall that made it into the charts? Taron? No idea. Gillian Jingle or Jingle Gillian, something like that. Dan? Jillian all the way. Yeah, that'd Tara, be so good. Tara was correct. It was a jingle with Jillian. Jingle with you. Oh, I put jingle Jillian. Do I get the That's point? That's fine. You I, can have I'll say that. I said it got to the charts. It got to number 74 in the charts. Fantastic. Well, that's better what, than we've UK? ever done. In the UK yeah. charts? Yeah, number 74. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> must have been a quite year. <laughs> okay, and here's the one everyone hates. In two hey, and I loved it. In 2011, what uh, WWE had a mistletoe on a pole match, but could you name all the divas in that match? And for an extra point, can you tell me who won? Dan? Um, Gail Kim, Michelle McCall, Layla, Maria, Alicia Fox, Beth Phoenix, Natalia, Caitlin, and AJ Lee. And I said that Beth Phoenix won it. You had three. We we went pretty close. I had some of the ones you did. So I had Gail Kim, Mickey James, Melina, Alicia Fox, Layla, Michelle McCool. Oh, I'm gonna put nine because I put both Bella twins as well. And I just said one of the Bellas would have won, but I don't know who. So we'll you see. have to pick which one. You have to pick one. Uh, no, three mode. No. I don't no. know yet. Actually, I'm gonna give Taryn. The Bella twins because the Bellas were in it. So it's Brie Bella, Nikki Bella, yeah. Tamina, Alicia Fox, Caitlin, no. AJ Lean, Aksana, Natalia, and Rosa Mendez. And Brie Bella won. Brie mode. Four points, that. Huh? Yeah. Right. So, I think he won this one. I think, I think Tarry might have won. I, yeah. got five. I, got, I got nine points. There's no way I could lose now. That puts me on seven. Oh, dear. Right. Thank you for that, Joe. It was very Christmassy, very informative as well. Thanks, Santa so Claus, like, never forget. Santa Sleigh, go and download it now. Because, number one, it's not on the network. And number two, it may never be. So get the DVD now whilst you still I want to go listen to Jingle with Gillian. <laughs> Dan, where can everybody find us on the socials? Yeah, you can find us on Facebook, X, uh, Instagram, Threads. We are Grapple Cash Show. You can also find us wherever you get your podcasts. Again, Grapple Cash Show. Make sure you like, rate, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Fantastic. Enjoy NXT deadline. I will, um, so I know you will. <laughs> Sign us off, Joe. Without further ado, watch out for the shoe. Goodbye. Sarah, guys. Bring the bell!